Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. No, I'm not definitely cut that out. No. Okay, yes, so I gotta stop swearing. Why? <laughs> Nothing went right. Hello. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tap That App Show, the only father-daughter podcast with a totally inappropriate name. My name is Bodie, and this is my daughter niece, Sierra. Hello. <laughs> Blast from the past right there. Oh, it was, it was You're much gonna easier people. to say. You should tell them kilowatt. Yeah, Otherwise, they're going to be like, oops, I clicked on the wrong thing. <laughs> it has the same intro as the stupid podcast I listened to with the bald fat guy. You're not fat. Anyway. Okay. She said, you're not bald. <laughs> I'm totally. Oh, my kids. My kids. My kids think the differentiator. Okay, there's two things. My son is in just completely and totally, um, like, any anything I say, he's he just ends it with, yeah, but dad, you're bald. <laughs> so it totally discredits anything. <laughs> He's like, talk to me when you have hair, man. Exactly. No, Dad, you're bald. Anything you say is just not. And my daughter just treats me like I'm two. (laughs) And and really dumb. And they they talk to me with uh, I don't want to. It's not contempt, but they talk to. They just talk down. My kids, my four year old kids, talk down to me like I'm a dummy. It's, It's a lot of fun. Anyway, so this is Kilowatt, and I just proved why my kids talk down to me like a dummy. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome. Welcome. I'm your surprise co-host. So if you don't know, Sierra and I are in, in not Hawthorne, which is what I've been saying. We're in Hollister. Yes. And we are here to hopefully get a chance to chat with the Lucid Motors folks. And we did. We did get a chance to do that, and we'll put the interview at the end of the podcast. Um, but we're here to hopefully entertain you. First, let's start with how this whole thing came about. I got an email from Lucid. They said they're having some events in, in Monterey. We live in Phoenix. And, um, I was like, I really want to go to that. So I talked to my wife and she said, yes. And I said, well, I want to bring Sierra cause she's a photographer, very talented and, uh, also a talented videographer, but we didn't use hardly any of those skills. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so I was like, I would like to bring Sierra um, for help because I've been with C- I've helped Sierra on some of her stuff, and uh, so I called Sierra up. She was somewhere in the woods, and I was like, Hey, listen, um, we got a chance to go to uh, Monterey. We're gonna go to Pebble Beach. We're gonna hang out. We're gonna take some video. We're gonna take some audio, do some audio stuff, and record a podcast. I can't pay you anything, but I will buy you whatever market price crab is. And she said yes. So, yeah, I said yes. I'll do anything for crabs. Yeah. I mean, you've done everything <laughs> for crabs. I guess you. <laughs> Anyways. <The rep. laughs> yes. I don't have crabs. Today. <laughs> I did yesterday. <laughs> oh, they were delicious. It's good to know. By the way, both Sierra and I are sick, and we've been going to bed really late, and we're exhausted, so it doesn't help with that. But I had the last suit of fed, so yes, so she had the last suit of fed. I'm I'm pretty pumped right now. <laughs> I am. I, however, feel like I'm running underwater in gelatin. Why don't you tell us about Saturday, Sierra? Um. Yeah. Okay. Saturday, we um, had breakfast here at the 
Marriott? Fairfield Inn. Okay. And um, yeah, then we drove about an hour to Monterey and there was a ton of traffic and we think a lot of it was actually due to the Pebble Beach car show because um, a lot of people came. Well, How many would you say? Like oh, in total? There's a ton. Thousands, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a football game kind of, you know, as far as the crowd went. But um, yeah, so we finally got there and um, we kind of just parked wherever and we you ended want to up... talk about the cars we saw on the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Bodhi literally went the wrong way because he started following a really expensive looking car. <laughs> he just got excited and like forgot about the our our route. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we saw Maseratis, Ferraris, um, like so many Teslas. It's insane. Yeah. They're like, yeah, in Phoenix, when you see one, it's a really special moment. But here, it's like every other car is a Tesla, so you don't even pay attention to them after a while. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's really cool. Um, yeah. A lot of Ferraris. There was a Ferrari event that Sierra tried to get us on. <laughs> we couldn't find the entrance to the golf course. We were walking around, and Sierra was like uh, asking these... Uh, like the valets. Valet guys, yeah. They are like uh, they were parking... Oh, yeah. By the way, one of the valet guys was parking a Tesla and almost rolled it back into the forest. <laughs> So, but she was asking the the valet. She's like, "Hey, um, oh, hey, how's it going? Let's stop that right now. Sorry about that." Anyway, she was asking the valet guy. She's like, "Hey, do you guys know how to get to the entrance?" And he's like, "Yeah, I don't really know. I don't have any idea. This is for the Ferrari event." And Sierra goes, "Well, if we get on your bus, will they just take us somewhere close to it?" He's like, "No, it's a pretty exclusive remote yeah. <laughs> event. <laughs> like." Yeah. Like, don't get on the shuttle bus. You're not welcome. <laughs> it was a really good shot, though. It was a good try. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, we kind of wandered aimlessly. But first, we stumbled upon... What, what did you call it? What was the name of the event? It was like Goodman's Auto Auction or something like that. Yeah, so outside the event, there is really cool-looking old cars. And uh, you hear on the intercom the auction that's happening. So you hear, 1 million, 1 million, and 400,000, you know, all these huge numbers being thrown around uh, for cars. And um, Bodhi and I talked about it. We've never seen something like that. Bodhi's been to an auction once. and Yeah, it was like they were selling cars. I think the highest car went for like $30,000. It wasn't like a big deal. Yeah, these were going for millions. And so that was pretty... Um, pretty insane honestly um yeah i got some audio of it so um when i go and do post-production i'll insert the audio right here we should just sprinkle it in throughout like artistically like radio lab would oh okay you i'm should do also that. not gonna do background music <laughs> 230,000 dollars for the second time Two fifty. Two sixty now. Go back to the world. Two fifty. Two sixty. Two sixty. Two seventy. No. We're back today. Rust out. Two sixty. Two hundred and sixty thousand dollars for the first time. Second time. Third last time. At two hundred and sixty thousand dollars. I saw. To get into the actual bidding auction area, because there were like a couple of tents. And the first tent is where all of the like regular people could go. And then um, you have to pay $40 a ticket to get into the bidding auction. Sorry. Um, and so Bodhi was like, do you think we can get press passes? And I was like, no way. You have to arrange that kind of thing ahead of time. Um, but then after a few minutes, I was like, yeah, we should try. <laughs> and the lady was super cool. Well, first I went up to her. And I was like, oh, I'm a student. Men classes podcast. And then um, she said, yeah, we can credential you guys if you have a byline. And so um, Bodie and I go outside. And <laughs> Take a selfie with the clothes that we're wearing. <laughs> and then uh, we put it on the website through my phone and on the app on my phone. And then we showed it to her. <laughs> and it's literally, it even shows my backpack that I'm currently wearing. <laughs> Like she knew we didn't yeah. we didn't fool anyone. She paused. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. She assessed the situation and she thought, you know, I should just let these these suckers in because, <laughs> and it was really cool that she did because um, 
it was amazing walking into that. There were hundreds of people sitting. There was like a bidding area. Um, and it was really cool to watch people raising their little white pamphlets and you their know paddles. Their little bidding paddles. paddles. Yeah, um, it looked like paper. I don't know, they but are paper. They just call them bidding paddles. <laughs> Why do you call them paddles? They should definitely they be wooden paddles. <laughs> they should for the amount of money they're dropping. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, it was awesome, and like we got very clear um, instructions, rules to avoid any faces of rich people because they're too important to be photographed. Yep, which I understand. Um, so we got a few of like the back of people's heads and the actual stage. Um, which you can see here. Just kidding. <laughs> it's a podcast. Um, yeah, that was awesome. And I think that got us really hyped for the day because um, there's just all these amazing, expensive, old-fashioned cars and people dressed really rich. A lot of little white, like, fluffy dogs running around. Yeah, yeah. The white, fluffy dog. Yeah. If you want to look rich, that's all you got to do. Get get yourself one of those. And I know that dogs have no concept of money, but these dogs... <laughs> They looked privileged. They, they were like, they walked like rich mother blinkers. Like, they were just like, I'm really important right now. <laughs> yeah, the elitist dog club. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was really cool. And then, um, where did we, did we go? Where did we go next? Well, that's when we went to the next, we went to the Ferrari thing. As we were walking out, they were selling a car and they started the bidding at $2 million. And I think it went for $2.3 million. Which was, yeah. I was like, we probably should have stayed one more minute. <laughs> oh, and the other thing that was funny is they had a bunch of cars that they were pulling out into this little uh, viewing area. And uh, they couldn't get them started. There was two cars <laughs> that they were trying to start. It's like, well, that's probably not. <laughs> but also, are people buying these cars to drive them? I can't imagine, you know. But you should, if you're going to spend $2.5 million on a car. You shouldn't drive it. You sh- well, you should. <laughs> should at least know it starts yeah i don't know that's i wouldn't drive it there's no way yeah. we're seeing when we were walking around carmel i'm gonna jump ahead just for a second um we were walking around like downtown monterey there's these like nice maseratis and like lamborghinis just parked on the street and i was like how why don't they get like their own parking garage you yeah. know like or any parking garage for that's matter. insane um be so easy to get nicked on the road yeah I will never own an expensive car because that's just insane. And your budget. Yeah, and I'm poor. That's really the reason. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a really uh, it was very cool to see all the cars and the, all of the cars were beautiful from the old cars to uh, the more expensive Ferraris. There was so many Ferraris in full force here. There were so many Ferraris; it was ridiculous. So then. Um, we made our way after that we found where we needed to be sierra had to find some bathrooms she accomplished that she got locked in the nicest outlet (laughs) nicest um what do you call them outhouse outhouse (laughs) outlets they were kind of an outlet if you know what i mean um but yeah they were like flushable i mean i think they still just went like to a place that you couldn't see sorry you don't need to know the details but they were really (laughs) nice outhouses i was very impressed um yeah okay that's really good and then you got you got stuck in one yeah okay the latch was very complicated um that was kind of scary didn't didn't appreciate that but anyway moving on from the bathroom anyway so then i looked up on because we didn't know where we were going and there's a huge like this space is enormous um it's just on the golf course so you you could literally walk for hours and never find what you're looking for so i went on the website on my phone and i was able to download the map and i was like where's the lucid motors booth and then as we cruise through uh the map i was like oh there's the cadillac booth i'm standing in front of the cadillac booth and then down the hill there's the lucid so that actually ended up working (coughs) bless you that actually ended up working in our favor so uh sierra's bathroom needs led us to lucid so then we we went to lucid and uh, there's a big line of people standing in uh, standing there waiting, and we took some pictures and video of the car that I think went zero to sixty in two point five seconds, or was the car that went two hundred and thirty five or something miles an hour? Yeah, they set seen. the record for. Yeah, that. it was ridiculous. So it was like one of those, um, one of those uh, uh, cool things. We took some video and pictures of that, and then they had the actual car there. 
So we waited in line, and the people were very nice, and they came up, and they... Like, so nice. Yeah, so it was really ridiculously nice. Like, the staff, they were like, if you've been, have you been to a Dutch Bros? Uh-huh. Like, the staff at Dutch Bros meets, like, Nordstrom security guard. That's Dutch Brothers for people who... Yeah, and the people there, when you pull up, they're like, they start conversations with you. Like, by the end of them taking your order, they, like, know about your grandma and, like, you know... The outhouses that you experienced. Yes. Shoot, can we can we fix that? No, no, it's fine. Um, yeah. Point is, they were so nice, but also so sleek and like professional. Yes, and they... just like bros. I don't know if they were bros. <sighs> they were that so cool. That has a negative inclination. <laughs> I am so sick. <laughs> we can cut that out. If we can cut no, out no, my well, then, then, then we just cut through. <laughs> anyway, so then we uh, were standing in line, and this nice lady came up and talked to us, and she's like, "Oh, do you know about our our?" Um, our vehicle or our car and i said well yes actually i do a podcast and i'm expecting scoffs because you know i'm uh you know part not even part-time podcaster i'm a hobbyist podcaster with um you know what i feel is a pretty healthy and nicely growing following like we're over the last couple of weeks we have hit more than 60 percent more downloads than we did the two weeks before that which is really makes me happy so uh, we're a growing podcast, but then again, like nobody's ever heard of Kilowatt, I'm guessing, at Lucid and uh, or Cares. And But the, she was like, oh, I'm going to introduce you to this guy, and he's going to, uh, I'll make sure he knows where you are. And, you know, she went off and talked to him. And it was cool because I, we guess earlier in the day, they actually had a media hour that we didn't know about. Yeah. And that's where they gave all of their interviews. And so even though we didn't go during that time, they still made the time to sit and chat. Which was really nice of them. Yes, that's true. And we were not invited to the media hour, which is fine. Because, again, I, I, I'm pleasantly surprised anytime anything positive happens for the podcast. <laughs> so uh, I was I was totally fine with it. But uh, the goal was just to go and sit in it and, and talk to people. So we stood in line, and this guy walked past everybody in line. And the, the very nice lady at Lucid was like, oh, did you have questions? Because this is the line to start to, to sit in the car. And he's like, oh. He's like, yeah, I don't have time for that. And then he proceeded to cut in line in front of everybody, like us included, and uh, then talked to the lady for like, I don't know, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, something like that. It was a long time. Yeah, but he's rich. He can do what he wants. I guess so. I don't even know. Like, he seemed like he was really rich. Uh, based on uh, uh, some factors that we noticed. But then again, he might just be talking, you know, so we don't know. But uh, when it was our turn to sit in the car, we got Turns the choice. Turns out it was Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. Um, so uh, Sierra sat in the back. We got our choice, and I sat in the front. And uh, the, the one of the gentlemen, his name was David. I spoke with him, and uh, we had a nice conversation, and he... Um, kind of explained how the the interface of the car works. Sierra, do you want to talk about the, the back of the car? Because that's just as important as the front of the car. Most of the cases, that's not. But in this case, yeah, it's just as important. Oh, my God. The back seat. Let me. Wow. It was definitely the most comfortable um, seat I've ever been in in a car. Um, it reclined. They had it all the way reclined back just so you could like feel what it's capable of. And you're like basically laying down, you know? Um, so that was really nice. The seats were like really soft and like, what, what material was that? Do you know what kind of material that was? I, I don't have any idea. It was like was suede? Leathers and there was all sorts of different materials. Yeah. And touch is a really big thing for Bodhi and I. Um, we're very picky when it comes to clothes, blankets. Um, we'll go and like molest everything before we make any decision. Um, and so that's really important to be able to feel really comfortable. Um, and in a car, it's kind of, it's really cool that that's such a major part of it. Um, but yeah, so when you look up, the entire roof basically is, um, is window. And so you feel like you're in a little spaceship back there and you have a little touchscreen next to you. Um, and that is where you can control, um, they had it disabled for yeah, we weren't allowed for to that. Disabled. Yeah, I asked, and he's like, mm, "No," <laughs> but in a nice way because they're bros. Um, no, bros is kind of <laughs> negative and connotation. <laughs> I'm so dumb. Uh, uh. But I know what you mean. But yeah, and so 
it was honestly, I was trying to just get video of it. So I wasn't really listening to what the guy was saying, but he was kind of walking me through all the features. Hopefully we have it on video so we could play that back. Hopefully. Um, him chatting about it. Um, and another cool thing is they have different styles and they're all modeled after a certain place in California. So like Santa Monica will be kind of like bright and airy yeah. and like... Like the the interior design is based off of... A specific area uh, in California, like Sierra said, but then like it would be like Lake Tahoe at dawn. I don't. He said Lake Tahoe, and then there was a time. There was like a, a time of day. Time of day with that, and right. so it was like a. So these are the colors that you're gonna find in this area, which is I thought was very, uh, very cool, and it lent itself to giving a very nice. Like if you say this is this vehicle has um, tan seats and uh, brown interior, uh, brown uh, trim. That kind of doesn't lend itself to being very exciting. But if you say that it's, you know, Lake Tahoe at dawn, <laughs> like that puts a picture in your head, especially if you've been to Lake Tahoe, that puts a picture in your head of really beautiful. Like, I want to be in that. Colors, yeah. like kind of like um, peaceful and subdued and just like that zen space that you want to be in. Right. Yeah. I thought that was so cool. And they're very artistic and pay a lot of of attention to design, but they weren't douchey about it. You know, like they could tell that they were, they really appreciated this thing that they had crafted. It wasn't just, oh, this fancy car that some people are worthy of. You know, it felt very consumer friendly. Yes, and that's, <laughs> and here's where I have to eat a little bit of crow. Because <laughs> in the past, I've said that I really like the car, but it feels a little douchey. And also in the past, um, what, did, what was the other thing you said? <laughs> Uh, um, everybody's really nice oh yeah. yes so um it felt like the car was from a distance like unapproachable for the normal human um, whereas tesla they have a little wink and a nod to everything even though the inside of this car was way nicer than the side of the model s like way nicer uh for roughly the same price but they haven't announced prices yet but some people did mention some things to us uh, that we won't go into but so roughly the same price. It was it was comparable. Um, so I have to I have to eat crow. Like the the car actually felt even though it was really luxurious and beautiful inside. It it kind of did feel a, like it was more approachable than like, a Rolls Royce. Like a Rolls Royce. Yeah, that's kind of where it was going with that. Like or a Bentley. Mm -hmm. Like something that's so un un unobtainable. Mm -hmm. Did I say that word right? No. <laughs> un <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> Something that is, is so outside of where the common man can be, but they they actually did a really good job at reining it in into making you feel like, um, yes, this is a very nice vehicle, but it is also something that isn't uh, elitist, even though the price tag is very high uh, compared to what a normal car costs for normal people. Um, it's more aspirational and less um, like I'll never be able to own something like that, that kind of a thing. Right. So I have to, like, take all the back. statements that I had before, uh, I take back because they were actually, like, again, like, the people were super, super cool. And we should be like, it just was like, a, it was like, a, almost like, a, it was a fun experience. Oh, yeah. Hanging out at their booth. Yeah. So I want to talk about the front because the front was my uh, favorite part. It was the only part that I got to sit in. But the front of the car. <clears throat> Um, I had David, who's in marketing. He was really nice uh, in explaining everything. But basically, the front of the car is broken into sections. And what they want to do, and this uh, Zach, the mark director of marketing, he um, says this in the interview, but it's important to highlight again, is that the car wants, like, they're not going to show you information that you don't need to see. And the car learns based on, on how you how you drive or what you're looking for in certain areas. So if you're always, when you get in the car and you're always looking for, he didn't use a specific example, but this is kind of where I'm thinking it goes. If you're in the, if you get in the car and then knows as soon as you get in the car, you're going to be looking for a radio station. That's what's going to come up on your screens. So it starts on the left side. It gives you information and then you have the information, um, on the screen behind the steering wheel, which I'm forgetting, the instrument cluster, 
there's information there and then there's information that, to the right of that and the information to the right of that and it always brings up the most appropriate information based on the situation you're in and the location that you're in and how you and how you look for things and use things which is really good i thought that was um super cool because uh, in the tesla when we drove the tesla around when you're looking for something, even though it's a really it's really well designed, I think. Uh, but when you're looking for something and you don't know where it is, you're it's just like a whole thing with the uh, hunt and peck while you're driving, and it's kind of nerve wracking. It's a little bit stressful. So that kind of system where it just goes all the way across, um, based on the importance, is where this where it is on the screen. I think that's really cool. Also, they have another screen that's down. Um, <clears throat> towards where the the gear shifter is and that's you know it shows your maps and things like that and that can fold up and, and away and and come down as you need it it's, so it's like a smart house but a car yeah like, a smart car do they yeah. do they label themselves that no because uh. a smart car is those little bitty cars the fuel oh, efficient cars yeah. yeah that sucks they, they took that stupid smart cars yeah but they uh <laughs> They did. I, I think the the car was really beautiful. It was very comfortable to sit in. Um, it was. They didn't. They weren't ready to announce the their partners as far as who they were working with for the interface of the car, like um, in terms of um, who's what's on the underlying um, components. Mm-hmm. But here's like I, at first I was like, well, it's clearly Android because you can fork Android and. And do what you want with it. Um, so, but you know what? Apple has been talking about how it's been doing like all of these cool things in um, uh, autonomous driving and things like that. What if Lucid and Apple paired Whoa. together? I can see it. I don't know. Yeah. I have no information. Nobody said anything. Everybody's very tight lipped. You so heard it here first. Don't, don't, don't. Apple and Lucid have partnered. But the Lucid Air is, is a very Apple y car it would, oh yeah and that uh, feeling you get of just like like prominence you yeah. know <laughs> it's the same yeah privilege that's the word you're looking for <laughs> yeah just luxury so yeah. uh, wouldn't it be neat if that was something that they had partnered with um and what they're showing us is their prototype software but in the, eventually when it rolls out it would be something apple based I think it would be neat. Um, so then we got out of the car and um, we were told to find Zach, but we were hungry. Sierra mostly was starving. I was really thirsty. And, oh, and this whole time, it's so embarrassing. Like when you have a cold and it's outside. Yeah, and it all is of, windy. It's it cold. windy and it was a little cold. It wasn't too bad, but the wind kind of cut through you. Yeah. And then you have like all of the, the the pollens and stuff hitting your nose and you already have a cold. Like trying to talk to these people and keep some semblance of professionalism. But it's also like your nose is just running, your snot's yeah. running down your face. You look like a two-year-old. <laughs> It yeah. was very difficult. Um, I was like, I hope I'm not grossing these people out. I wore like my nicest dress shirt and there's not all over the sleeves. <laughs> By the end of the day, it was just a snot rag. <laughs> it's... That's nice. Yeah. So anyway, we, we went and had lunch in Pebble Beach and surprisingly enough, it was affordable. Then we went back and chatted with uh, Zach, who was very kind and uh, super nice. I asked him if I could ask a couple questions. I ended up asking more than a couple questions. We talked for about 15 minutes. And I had more questions that I wanted to ask on top of that, but I, th- I figured at some point um, I was pushing my luck and pushing, uh, taking advantage. So, But they had a bromance going on. Even after the recording ended, they kept chatting. Yeah. not saying you guys are friends now, but you could <laughs> probably call in a favor or two. <laughs> he was really nice, and uh, but I, I'm sure it's, he gets paid well to be nice. So. Yeah, and, and he used to be at Tesla. Yeah. I don't know if he said that in the podcast or if it was after. But. Yeah, I don't know what it was on the record and off the record, so be quiet. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not going to talk to anything about that. It's all on the record. <laughs> Always. Uh, anyway, so um, I did ask one question uh, that he answered, uh, which was uh, they were talking about something. I don't remember if this was in the interview or not, but I found it interesting. Um, he was talking about... Um, 
uh, I think it was, he said something about a, a race car or something like that. And I said, uh, like in Formula E, which is like Formula One racing, but it's all, they're all electric. Oh. And he paused and he just said, that would be interesting. Oh. So maybe. Did we'll you see. just give him an idea? No. <laughs> I didn't hear that. That's normally what they say. Like, that's a, that's like, oh, oh yeah, know. that, that would be. They didn't deny it, but it would be that that would be interesting. Oh, oh, I see. Like yeah. it's happening. I thought maybe it's we happening. could accredit you if it does. No. no. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. We can take credit if Yeah, I can't remember if that was actually when we were just chatting before or after or during. I'll be honest with you, like during the whole interview, he had really really good um uh answers for all the questions. And but I felt like a complete rube. And there were some things that I said afterwards <laughs> that I would say with a follow-up. And I was like, why did I say that? I know that that's not the case. And he would correct me and he'd be very polite about it. Uh, like one of the things we were talking about, like what happens when the batteries aren't used in the vehicle anymore. I know they don't go into landfills. And I get, I get irritated when people say, oh, those batteries <laughs> just go into landfills. And I always correct them. But I said, well, then it just goes in a landfill. And he's like, no, well, actually. And then I tried to correct myself but i i was oh, it was too late i was like why did i depressing. say that i knew exactly when i said it i was like that was the dumbest thing to say especially to an electric car company where that is one of the things that they actually have to combat like the yeah, ignorance but, of but that's a sales tactic like you were using like hey correct me you know no, no, you make wasn't. them feel superior it wasn't. It really <laughs> could wasn't. be it could be <laughs> It was me just being really dumb at that moment. I was like, oh, I really wish I would have said that. But then there was no point in, in correct trying to correct because I was like, I'm already using way too, too much deep. of this guy's time. Yeah. And I'm just such a dummy. But anyway, overall, uh, Lucid Motors, they have a vehicle that starts, they will soon have a vehicle that starts about $60,000. And that vehicle will have range in the 200 mile, uh, allegedly, 200 miles, somewhere around there. 210 to 220 is what we were told um, by some of the other people working in the area. Oh, and we we met a nice, nice British gentleman who just sat and mm -hmm. talked to us for like, I don't know how long. It felt like a really long time. Yeah. But he was so nice and answered all of our questions while we were chatting. Could have heard him talk forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he also had a very slick, uh, nice English voice. Uh. Uh, but anyway, so uh, we uh, we were chatting with him. So the, the base model is going to be single motor in the rear, rear-wheel drive. It's not going to have the fancy seats in the back, but it's still going to be a very nice car. And all of the stuff that you see up front in the pictures of the Lucid Motor, the $60,000 version will have. Um, man, that, when, when I think of, okay, <laughs> when I think of the car, right, versus the Model 3. Now, granted, the Model 3 is not um, $60,000, but if you put a lot of the features into the Model 3, that you want, like autonomous driving, the um, the upgraded package for like the sunroof, because it's a glass roof. So in Arizona, you're gonna want the five thousand dollar package for the power seats, but also that okay. that tinted roof, because otherwise I'll burn my head off. Yeah. Uh, when you put that in there, you add in autonomous driving. You add in um, oh, what's the other stuff? You're right about in that range of $60,000 for the Model 3. And then you have to ask yourself if, if the Lucid base model, the Lucid Air base model, is it about $60,000 and you get that tax credit because soon Tesla's going to run out of that $7,500 tax credit, would you consider uh, oh, wow. for the same features going with the Lucid Air? And part of the problem with the Lucid that you can see like right out of the gate is where you're going to charge it. And they think they address that. They have, uh, they have a partnership that Tesla's a part of. And uh, with all these companies, VW, BMW, uh, Lucid, um, there's a bunch of people. And it was actually something we've talked about on podca previous podcasts. I think it's CCD or something like that. So they're part of this consortium to, though, that's the, that's the standard. <clears throat> can't remember what the anyway they're all part of this consortium to standardize charging which is important because uh like they say and, and it makes total sense is would you charge a bmw or would you fill a bmw up only at a bmw gas station that would be ridiculous mm -hmm. and that's 100 percent true and tesla's moving away from that we're going to give you free charging right. um, so it, it kind of makes sense that they're they're prepping for this to be something that uh, everybody can take advantage of 
But as for right now, who knows what it's going to look like in two years. Hopefully the, the charging infrastructure is there. You can always charge at your house, and especially if you have the 400-mile range, which is the upper end, dual motors, 400 miles, the beautiful seats in the back, executive seats in the back. So anything else you want to say about it? Um, no, I wish it wasn't two years before we saw them on the road. You know, it seems so distant. Um, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like, and um, in, and I've made my own assumptions, and this is something I have to eat crow again. Sounds like they're on track for um, breaking ground soon on their Casa Grande uh, production facility. Whereas in the past, I was like, well, I don't know if they're going to make it. But it's not based on what they're saying. Um, it's, they've said that they're on track. So that's good. They're not behind, um, which is what it felt like before. Um, and so, you know, they're hoping to make 10,000 units. I think it, I don't remember if that was a month or a year. Do you remember? Mm, I don't remember. Um, but I mean, it's going to be a slow ramp up process and they have to get their name out there and things like that. But they're, I think they're doing all the right things. Yeah. I'm pretty, um, I was pretty happy and, and very impressed. And again, the kindness that they showed to us was, was out of sight. So that was really appreciated. So I think at this point, we'll go ahead. Oh, my gosh, we've been talking for 38 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> I hope we didn't sound 100% dumb um, through that 38 minutes. But what we'll do is we'll put the pod, we'll put the um, interview in here. And then if we don't find anything cool, because we're about ready to head back out to Monterey, and then we leave tonight. If we don't find anything else cool, we'll just end the podcast. If we find something cool, we will um, add We're back. More. Yeah, <laughs> after the interview. But one of the things I do want to say, because uh, I usually do like, this is the cool thing that I that I like, and I haven't done one, I didn't do one last week, and I haven't done one in a while. So one of the things, uh, Sierra and I, last year, I bought her this thing called a Snopa M1, and I bought myself one too, and it was supposed to be here by Christmas, and it got here last week. <laughs> yeah. So what this is, is it's a gimbal or a stabilizer that you put your, your phone onto, and instead of when you're walking around and it's shaky everything's nice and smooth so when you move left right up down everything is very smooth uh we got it right before and actually i was talking to sierra i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna have to get an osmo plus to bring with us for video and i decided to hold off a little while and then i got the announcement that the car that was going to come in right before like the tuesday or monday before we got um we left and i didn't believe it because quite a few times they've said oh we're shipping them out but then something happens they're very honest very good company um, but I didn't believe it till I saw it, honestly. It yeah. was really good timing that it came in. Yeah, it was very, it was a little confusing to set up, but once you set it up, it's super easy. And, uh, I would, I'm just going to say that, uh, this thing is really cool. It's got a nice, uh, interface. Just watch the videos on how to, how to use it because that does like, there are times when you're like, I don't understand why it's doing this. But if you reset it, uh, everything's good to go. They're constantly, I've gotten, we got it on Monday and I've gotten two firmware updates so far. This is a company, they've got another product out. They're not like a fly by night. So I would take a look. It's S-N-O-P-P-A M1. And we'll um, post a video using the footage yeah, on the website. Yeah. So check that out if you want to see some test shots. Yes, we're going to do a promotional video for the podcast and put it on YouTube. And um, that might not be for another week or so. Yeah. But yeah, that that's that's the whole podcast for today, right? Should be. For let's, sure. Let's hope. We're going to go t- <laughs> we're going to burn through some drone batteries and take some uh cool outside shots. Let's get of, high. Yeah. <laughs> yep. On Sudafed. <laughs> On Sudafed. Yeah, I, we got to get some of that too. All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and oh, let's tell you how you can contact me, because we have a lot of new listeners. In We mentioned this, 60% new listenership um, in the last two weeks, which awesome. is insane, and so I really appreciate it. So if you're a new listener, this is how you can get a hold of me. It's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com, um, the number 918digital.com. And then we have uh, the Twitter handle is at 918digital. The, um, let's see here. There's a phone number that you can call, but my my iPad isn't around me, so I don't know what it is. It's 918 something 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 0071. (laughs) 
<laughs> the, the link is in the show notes. The number's in the show notes. And then we have a website, which is kilowatt.bz. That's kilowatt.boyz, where I put all of the things that we find interesting. We'll put it up there. And then the really important stuff we talk about on the podcast. But there's so much stuff that's going on. Uh, in the world of EVs and solar and renewable energy and all that good stuff that I couldn't possibly talk about at all. So I put it up there, what I find cool and interesting. And the website, I think, looks pretty good. I don't do anything. It's one of these websites that design itself. So I just throw it up there, and it makes it look pretty. And That's so square, right? Or what is it called? Grid? The grid. grid. The grid. The grid. So I at least suggest the, that's another recommendation is the grid. And what else? What else? What else? Um, I do another podcast called Snap, where I talk about video games. And Sierra, Sierra, you should program plug program. You should plug whatever you have. <laughs> Don't follow me. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah. If I like to do videos for entrepreneurs, um, you can check out my work at startupvisuals.com. Um, I'm in the Phoenix area, but I'll go wherever. <laughs> yes. Have money, will travel. That's Sierra's <laughs> motto. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yes, thanks for listening. And uh, we hope you guys have a great week. There's no news because at this point, the show's already going to be an hour long with the interview <laughs> at the end. So, and then I never know. This is the most awkward part of the show as I always end it in an awkward way. Yeah. Well, are you going to cut to the interview and then cut to a goodbye? No. You're just going to end it with the end of the interview? Yeah. Okay. Um, See, so awkward. So that means you don't need a sign off. You can just be like, and now presenting yeah. the marketing director. Can I <laughs> Can I tell you about the, the uh, we talked about a little bit of breakfast, but my wife really wants me to tell you about how, so the mo- hotels in Monterey were ridiculously expensive. Like the ghettoist hotel um, was like $400 and hotels that we would normally stay at, cause my wife and I used to come to Monterey a lot. That we'd normally stay at for about $150 a night were like $700 because of this whole event. So uh, we had to get a hotel in in Hollister, not Hawthorne, in Hollister. So, But I was looking at bed and breakfasts, and I found a bed and breakfast, and it was the romance suite. And it was like this little tiny queen bed in this little tiny room, and it was actually affordable, um, except for I had the long the wrong week's. But that's where we were gonna actually have oh, to no. stay before that. <laughs> but instead, we stayed in Hollister with a nice big room and a pull-out bed and a regular bed. So it ended up working out. <laughs> I'm glad. And I'm a 45 glad. to an hour long drive back and forth. So I'm very fortunate that <laughs> that didn't work out. Yeah. Well, I was but gonna I sleep like, on the floor. And I do like free chocolates, though. Yeah. All right. So Next that was the, the awkward ending. <laughs> Why would you? Ah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. Um have a energized day because it's the kilowatt podcast. Okay, I'm here with Zach from Lucid Motors and you're the marketing director. Yep, director of marketing Zach Edson. Awesome. And I'm just going to ask you a couple questions. No gotcha questions, I hope. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, Okay, so Lucid Air, they had, you guys had another life before you were Lucid Air. Can you, you want to tell us kind of uh, where this all kind of came from and started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucid Motors started as Ativa at the end of 2007. And uh, Ativa was focused on electric batteries, uh, or I should say batteries for electric vehicles. Um, and uh, and developed batteries and put them in uh, hybrid buses and buses and, and uh, did a number of projects for car companies. But then it evolved into doing uh, powertrains as well, motors and inverters. And then uh, in 2014, we started developing a car. And uh, when the car started, it became clear that we needed to, to come up with a new name. And it was a consumer-facing company now, and we needed to, to consider that. And that's when we changed our name to Lucid in uh, late 2016. And then the Air is our first model. Okay, and then, uh, so you definitely have a pedigree for this. It wasn't like you guys just decided one day, oh, we're just going to put all these parts in a car. Right. Um, so let, uh, tell us about the Lucid Air. Yeah. The Lucid Air is a, a fully battery electric vehicle. Uh, it is a luxury sedan that that uh, really is intended to replace or compete with the, um, uh, the breadth of German luxury sedans. 
Uh, if you think of, of Mercedes as the example, they have the E-Class, they have the CLS, and the S-Class. Uh, and the Air is, is really intended to be all of those in one vehicle. Because we have the exterior dimensions of the E-Class and the, the, the agility and the speed potential um, and the efficiency. But then we have the interior of the long wheelbase S-Class and the, uh, the aesthetics and the sportiness of the CLS. So with, with, the, um, with the car at launch, we'll have 400 miles of range and uh, zero to 60 time in under two and a half seconds in this luxury car. And you guys recently just hit a top speed of like 235 miles yeah, an hour? Yeah, yeah, one of our test, uh, test prototypes um, that's really dedicated to high performance testing uh, achieved 235 miles per hour in testing. It's, it's my understanding, and this isn't one of my questions I had, but maybe you can help me out. It's my understanding yeah. with electric motors, like the top speed is pretty much limited by what you guys set it at because an electric motor will just go and go and go until it won't, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not entirely true because the, um, the faster that the motor goes, the, uh, the more mechanically excellent it needs to be because at, at higher rotation speeds, the motor starts to liquefy. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um, so it, it, it's actually quite a feat to get a motor to spin uh, at 18,000 RPM. Um, uh, and then you're, you become limited by aerodynamics efficient uh, at a certain point. Sure, that makes sense. Uh, okay, so we have, we, at first you're gonna launch the Lucid Air. The first one is gonna be a more high-end vehicle, and then you're gonna have somewhere around a $60,000 base model. Do you wanna talk about uh, the price points? Because at first everybody was saying, me included, we thought the price point would be around 160, yeah. which is what a high-end Tesla costs. So um, your team has, has kind of corrected me on that. So do you wanna talk about price points? Sure. Um, price points, we're not, uh, we're not prepared to talk about all the levels yet. Um, you know, the first, uh, I think the reason that, um, that the narrative was that it was a higher price vehicle is because the first one we've shown is a, a fully loaded version. And so, aesthetically, you can tell it's not going to be a $60,000 car. But uh, at the, the base level, it will be a $60,000 car. The, uh, you know, the battery won't be quite as big, the motor won't be quite as, uh, as fast. The interior materials won't be uh, quite at the same level, but it's still going to be a very competitive mid-luxury uh, car. Price competitive and feature competitive with the E-Class I was talking about earlier. And in fact, much better in its core makeup because it has that interior space, because it has a chassis that's been developed to be a you know, well over $100,000 car. Um, it really will be a, a, a very good $60,000 car. That's good. I we we had an opportunity to sit in it, not not right in it. And Sierra sat in the back, and she said, "I almost fell asleep." <laughs> uh, so that was awesome. And um, I sat in the front, and I spoke with uh, David. Uh, but the materials. At first, you guys are you're basing a lot of your design decisions on it seems like uh, the luxury jet, and then second, he was saying that the materials and stuff were inspired by California. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. So our, our um, the interior themes that we'll have in, in the vehicle are all inspired by uh, a location in California and a certain time of day, because uh, you know here we are in Pebble Beach, and early in the morning it's probably going to be foggy and midday it's probably going to be sunny and so you get a different aesthetic a different feel so the the um, car that we have here is santa cruz at midday oh, and so cool. it's bright it's vibrant you can see the ocean the beach the um the woods around the beach and and really that's the inspiration for for it and uh you know we have uh tahoe at uh at sunset and mojave desert at midnight and they all have a different aesthetic I like the way that, that's a very nice way to put things. You know, if, uh, if you say beige interior and tan dash, that doesn't sound very exciting. Right. But Tahoe at, at dusk or whatever, yeah, that sounds yeah. really cool. Uh, the, the not the electronics, the displays that you have, I think it's really cool. I've been, I've driven a Tesla a couple times. And it is, especially if you haven't, uh, if you're not familiar with the Model S, trying to figure out why you're driving what you need to be pushing for the things yeah. that you want. You guys are, are using some sort of algorithm where it's whatever comes up on the screen, uh, first it's gonna come up um, across the screen, I can't remember what it's called, behind the steering wheel, and then there's another screen to the right of that, and you just kind of, based on what you think the person or driver is gonna need, can you tell me a little bit about how you guys designed that and what yeah. your thought was? Yeah, 
So we're um, we're designing that whole user experience so that it's it's uh, well first of all it's always connected, and when your car is connected to the internet, you can be bringing information into the car from outside, and you can be learning and and uh, presenting information that you wouldn't be able to otherwise, um, like mapping and, and that sort of thing. But so it's connected, it's going to be adaptive, so it will adapt to your behaviors and adapt to its surroundings, and then it's also meant to be natural, so that you're not constantly looking for a solution, but that it's naturally presented to you, and that when you speak to the car, you can do so in natural language, and not have to follow a, you know, a specific menu system where you where you first say call and then it pauses and then you say Bob and then it says which Bob do you want to call like you can just talk to the car like you you would to a, a, a another passenger in the car and so those screens that you talked about um, the goal is even at delivery before we know anything about you the screens will adapt to their their situation so when you're driving down the road there's no reason to ever show you a, a trunk opening button because you're right. never going to open the trunk when you're driving down the freeway. And so we want to present contextual options uh, as much as possible. And then as we learn how you use the car more, we can uh, provide assistance in that as well. Oh, man, that's that's a good answer. That's a good answer. Uh, let's see. Uh, so we got time frames. Uh, right now, uh, I know you guys are building a factory in Casa Grande, but right now... Uh, where is that at? At where? Where's the? What's the process? What's the update? I guess. Yeah. So with uh, with our Casa Grande um, uh, land, our facility, um, we are nearing the the point where we can break uh, break ground. So we we've done all of the work for uh, permitting and getting uh, the infrastructure in place to build the factory, and now we're uh, we're doing a Series D funding round. And uh, when that closes, that's when we'll be able to, to start uh, building the factory. Okay, and I think, and man, I, I might be missing some things up, messing some things up with memory, but I think with uh, the initial facility, you'll still need to build things in surrounding areas because that's a lot. That's a lot yeah. to, for you guys to financially take that burden on right out the gate. I think yeah. $750 million was thrown around. Yeah, but that's not that's not the initial investment. So the initial okay. investment to get the factory up and running is closer to $260 million. Okay. Um, and that will uh, enable us to begin production and, and make tens of thousands of, of units annually. It's when you look at the, uh, the, the upgrades to the factory to allow more models and more volume that ultimately would be $700 million okay. of investment. Uh, so, it, uh, initially though, when, when we do build the factory, um, what, what you might have heard uh, and that you're, you're mentioning here is there might be uh, specific operations that instead of building another building on the site and putting the capital into building that, we might just lease a space nearby because from a, just a capital standpoint, it's much more efficient uh, to do so. Right, like building body panels and things a little bit. Yeah, or maybe assembly motors or that type of thing. You can assemble a motor down the street and then and then truck it over to the, the factory. And instead of spending a couple hundred or you know hundred dollars per square foot to build a, a building, you can lease one for much much cheaper. Yeah, especially there. Yeah. What about uh, do you, have you guys announced your battery partner yet? Yeah, we've announced a couple of battery partners. Okay. Um, so we have LG Chem and Samsung SDI. Cool. Are both battery partners for our production vehicle. And then for um, uh, other applications, uh, performance race applications, we've also have a partnership with Sony. Are you guys like uh, like Formula E type stuff, or? Yeah, that that would be a, a good application for that. Yeah. Okay. That's a good answer. <laughs> All right, man. I'm just going to ask you two more questions. Uh, maybe three. What what do I know? There's a, there's a lot of challenges on convincing people to buy a car even though it's gorgeous and it's it's absolutely beautiful and when i look at it i'm like well i would definitely consider buying one of these yeah. the base base model i couldn't afford the other one but the uh there's still challenges because you're a new company yeah. and there you got uh, charging infrastructure and things like that how, how are you guys handling that for anybody who wants to buy one yeah yeah. So, um, uh, so first, the distribution uh, model that we're using is a direct distribution. So we'll, we'll be opening retail stores next year, 
um, throughout the United States so that people can start to see the car firsthand, talk to us, just like you are today and, uh, and others at, uh, at the Concord Elegance at uh, Pebble Beach. And then we'll also open uh, service centers across the country so that we can service the vehicles. And, uh, you know, initially we can open them only so quickly, so yeah, we'll sure. also have mobile service operations available, and we'll we'll ensure that we take care of people. You know, we understand the importance of of um, feeling like somebody is there to help and uh, to to solve problems that might uh, occur, uh, and so that it'll be important for us to to take care of those. On the charging infrastructure side, we're working with a number of industry partners to build out a charging infrastructure for for fast charging, for all kinds of charging that can be available to everybody. Um, we're a member of a, an organization called Charin, which is the Charging Interface Initiative. And uh, other companies that are members of that are, are BMW and Mercedes and Tesla and Porsche um, and a number of infrastructure companies and companies building actual connectors and, and charging devices. So really together we're, um, we're going to you know, ensure that that infrastructure is in place. Yeah, that may, it, that's the right thing to do for all of the customers. Yeah, I mean, it would be crazy if every car company had their own gas station. Yeah, it, it doesn't absolutely. make sense. And, and, you know, Tesla had to do this. They, they were ahead of the curve and they had to, to build one out. But there's no reason any other company should have to do that. Now, if, if something happens and it turns out that there isn't that infrastructure in place, then we'll build our own too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know my wife, like, my, we were talking about, like, the Model 3, and I, which you probably don't want to hear about, but we were talking about range. Yeah. And my wife was like, well, I would just spend the $44,000 and get the car that had the most range. And I said, but what about, you don't know, like, can I tell you where the charging stations are? And she's like, I don't care. Right. I, I just want the right. car with the most range. Yeah, a, a lot of that is perception now. It is, absolutely. don't have the experience. And they don't know that you just plug in your car at home when you get home from work, and right. then you unplug it the next morning, and and you don't think about it because people are so used to filling up their gas tank twice a week yeah. and they think, oh, I'm going to have to do that when my, when my battery gets low. Well, no, you just plug it in all the time. So it's always full, really. And it's those rare occasions that you're driving longer distances that you have to start thinking about charging infrastructure. And, you know, fast charging then does become important. And that's why with, um, with our battery partners, we've developed a chemistry that's really tolerant to that fast charging and won't degrade uh, more rapidly just because you're charging at a higher higher speed. Um, it's also important when you start looking at fleet services and on-demand mobility when cars are driving themselves and, and these fleet operators will want the cars on the road as much as they possibly can. And that means the faster you can charge and the less damage that that does to the battery, the, the more efficient your fleet's going to be and the more, um, more profitable it will be. Yeah, well, and then you got the environmental side where you don't want a battery that degrades in five years and then it's right. basically filling a landfill. Or yeah, it's doing not going to fill a landfill, though. Yeah, I know. They're using It'll them for recycled. other reasons. Well, no, yeah. no, not just, not just Second Life. Just like a, an aluminum can or just like a lead-acid battery. You'll, it'll go to a recycling center, and the, the raw materials that make up the battery can be reused. Okay, that's cool. Uh, let's see here. Uh, last question. No, I think that's it, man. Thank you. All right. I appreciate it. Podcast. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you, too. I like absolutely nothing went right. We drove to Hawthorne, fell asleep watching oh, Family Guy. Just of many daddy patty meltdowns bless you something <laughs> oh yeah i'll do anything for crabs imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.